Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. I just looked at you, Paul, and you're like, oh, <laughs> how are was we? I? I think I just had a, <laughs> uh, a mental flashback of work go through my head as I was watching oh, the numbers right. kick down and just went, oh. Uh, I'm good, though, other face. than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? We had my niece's 21st on Friday, which was uh, almost 10 months later than her actual birth date. My stepmum's 80th, which was lovely. Relaxing weekend in Melbourne. Well, a relaxing day in Melbourne on the Saturday. So it was, yeah, quite nice. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, not bad. This last weekend I was helping, you know, that theatre company is like a chasm I cannot escape. <laughs> so I was helping at the auditions for the next show. They're doing We Will Rock You. Anyway, that's my weekend. And Swanee's back, but of course we didn't tell her that we were recording tonight because I figure she's got jet lag and has got better things to do. Yeah. Although I'm a bit sad because I think she would thoroughly enjoy the topic of this evening's uh, chat. Mm. But before we get to that, I suppose we should introduce ourselves, even though we're one down. I'm Schmitty. I'm Clarky. I'm Wooey. And together, and together we, we are. are... <laughs> <laughs> Trial Bye. Without without Swanee, minus Swanee. Yes. Uh, but Swanee will be back uh, in the next recording, so that'll be fun to see her again and hear about her travels. What are you guys drinking? We're having a little All Saints 2018 Cab Sav, which is quite lovely. It's delicious. Bit light, bit smooth, just what we want for a Monday night. Very nice. Well, I'm on, uh, you know, I spoke earlier uh, that I was on the wagon. Well, I fell off that a little bit because Didn't we yourself? launched... No, well, actually I did, probably because I had been on the wagon for three weeks. We launched my project. We had a big party on uh, Friday night and I was tray dusty on Saturday. Today I am drinking, I think it's Liar's Dark Cane Spirit and it really just tastes a bit like burnt sugar. Uh, in a Liar's bottle. is That's appropriate okay. for a non-alcoholic rum. L-Y-R-E-S. But it's it's okay. It's not bad. But I'm I actually to make it even better. I've mixed it with a dash of uh, Sailor Jerry. So I've got a little bit of non and a little bit of real. But I'm cutting it so that I can ease myself in. And also, I'm doing the story today. And we all know how the pirate juice affects Schmitty. Ha 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 Yes, indeed. So. Do you have a story Shall for I us? Tell you something. Yes, I do. I do. Well, yeah, I do. I have a story. I have a little bit of a, a background, I suppose. So it all stems from our last session, our last recording session, when you introduced me to a teenage vigilante who called himself Shadow Vision, if you recall. I do recall. And then that yes. led us. That led us to discover the absolute wealth of information and interest that was Tothian mm -hmm. uh, or Tothian, depending on how you like to say it, whose FAQs gave us something to really think about and mm. some more. Mm. Yes, so, of course, I recall, yes. <laughs> once I discovered that there was this whole world of real superheroes that walk amongst us, 
I thought, I, you know, I really have to have a closer look at that. I've, I've got to understand this a bit more. And what I discovered was that Trial by Wine has some interesting parallels with these justice heroes. Really? Well, well, I think so. In as much as some of them are disaffected with the legal system and feel the need to do something about it, and we don't actually do anything about it, but we certainly make up stupid and ludicrous sentences for people and a completely fictitious theme park, Trob I Wine World, where we send them to. And a lot of that is, you know, often uh, born of our own impatience or our own frustration with uh, how the legal systems in, in various countries work. That's why yeah. we are the judge, jury and executioner on our podcast. But we don't go out there patrolling the streets and we don't try to make the world a safer and place. That's where the similarity ends. Talk shit and <laughs> drink, yes. that's we right. Tr- yes. We trade our capes for wine. <laughs> That's right. We have a, a, you know, like a beer cape or a wine cape. Yeah, it keeps us warm too. Yes, nice. But I want to ask, you know, what do you think happens when real life superheroes fall foul of the law? And does donning a costume make it okay to take the law into your own hands? Well, I don't have the answers, but I feel like you do. Not yet. Mm. (laughs) Not yet. Well, look, first, who are these masked men and women? And how prolific is real superheroing? And yes, I made that word up, but I feel since real superheroes are pretty made up too, I think it's appropriate. Mm. <laughs> what, what are you doing on the weekend? I'm superheroing. Yeah, for I am a superhero. That's right. Mm. Superheroing is the verb for superheroes noun. I think so. Something. I yeah. think so. I think if we looked at Miriam or Webster, they'd tell us that. Let's mm. go with that. Why would we look yeah. it up? We'd just make it up. Correct. So according to Wikipedia, superheroes hail from many countries across the globe. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but mostly there are one or two. No, neither was I. This is all very new to me. It's a bit like when I introduced you to reborn dolls and you'd never heard of them before. Mm. This is like me. I just discovered this whole little, let's call it franchise. There's one or two in most countries and not all countries, but there's, you know, about 25 countries One or two in most countries. About 25 countries have at least one or two named superhero. That's right. I know. So much more than you would imagine. As in not real life superheroes, but um, like Superman or Batman or something like that, or actually Tothians. Tothians, people who get dolled up in their costumes and they have pseudonyms for themselves because it's too dangerous for the world to know who they really are and they run around doing superhero type deeds. Would it be lonely if you were the one in it? You know, the country of one superhero, or would that be better? Because then you get all the glory for all the crimes uh, actually, that you stop. It's interesting. And, I, and in, in some respects, I'm going to say it would be better. And um, it's something that I talk about at the end of this around the culture that exists within this this little world. So, you know, we were talking before we started about toxic work cultures. Well, I think uh, superheroes could do with some, you know, HR is all I've got to say. Oh, Especially from what I've read. yeah, Less yeah. HR. I know. Who, whoever thought <laughs> I'd ever say anyone needed HR. Yeah, that's right. What? <laughs> who are you? I know. Anyway, even though there's one or two in some countries, with the, uh, the exception of that is, of course, our friends in the US of A, where there are at least 19. But I did note that Shadow Vision and Tothian were not on the list. So oh, well, clearly at least the list 21. is incomplete. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The list is not complete. Whoever's updating uh, Wikipedia on this is Mr. Trick. So the deeds that these individuals concentrate on are often community work, such as helping the homeless, 
helping victims of abuse or bullying. And we actually have our own Captain Australia, who does a lot of work raising money for cancer charities. And of course, they also attempt to These deter, aren't deter superheroes. Crime. They're like do-gooders or something. Like, you know, well, if, you if they... you want to be careful. No, I don't. Well, you want to be... You know, you, you well, know me. I think you're starting <laughs> to sound like someone. <laughs> who? I'll get on to it. Oh, no, no. Start um, to sound like our mate, old mate Tothian here. Yeah, but go on. Well, no, I think he's probably got a point. Like, if if people, <laughs> if if stopping the uh, perpetrator in the act of violence or just before they cause it is um, working with people, no, that, that's okay. But if no. they're just, once it's happened, if you just sit down and have a cup of tea with them and, you know, talk them through the legal process SVU style, well, that's not superheroism. <laughs> and if you, you know, yeah, no, I don't think these people are superheroes, but, you know, do continue. That's okay. That's okay because I think uh, you've hit on the point that the definition isn't really clear. So there are, of the ones that I've talked about being named on Wikipedia, there are quite a few of those who are more of the charity end and trying to do things for charity groups. Sometimes they set their own charity groups up as well. I'm fundraiser uh, man. Business. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Um, but, but you know, like basically Old Mate Tothian has a blog from 2012 on this where he does what you just did and says the charity work isn't the work of a superhero. It's misguided and the antithesis of being a superhero. Um, but to be honest, I think uh, Tothian, who also blogs about gun control being a bad thing, and he is very pro-Trump, so I think he's a dick. So I'm quite happy to accept that people who do really good works of community work, uh, uh, you know, can be superheroes. If, um, if and by, maybe that's um, why he's not on the list. Yeah, well, that could be it. If by fundraising you mean rob from the rich and give to the poor uh, Robin Hood <laughs> style... That's more like a superhero, um, albeit still not a superhero. Well, it's an example of one. Super Reader. He fights illiteracy across America by organising reading activities. Fuck off, Super <laughs> Reader. Like, seriously. You think that's a bit lame? Well, it's, it's like bookworm. <laughs> like, you know, at least bookworm didn't profess to be something he wasn't. It just got on and taught people to... Get involved well, with books. He um, wears a cape and a mask at every public event he organises, and well, I hope he has not an organisation. Yeah, no, he, he's done quite a lot of work. Uh, his organisation, the American Literacy Corp, has since hosted reading events in nearly every state in America. And Super Reader himself has personally read to more than two hundred and fifty thousand children across the country. What I mean, can that's what's pretty super? What's super about his reading? Just the fact that he does lots I don't of know it. That he's, I think it's that he does lots of it and he's trying to raise the profile wanker. of literacy as an issue. Wanker. <laughs> is he a wanker or is he oh, just someone using, using a platform because he doesn't really believe in superheroism as in a superpower? Super reader. Like, fuck, mate. If, if, he, could, if he could read, you know, 78 different languages, you might go, oh, that's pretty good. But just because you go All around right, and read so... books to kids. You know, there's teachers okay, so... in schools across the globe who do that absolutely and i think they are heroes he's but you don't list. think they're superheroes i want to i want to see a fight between toby and and super reader well super reader might have i think we have two columns here and we're going to have one that's lame 
and one that's, you know, got merit maybe. High fat, low fat? (laughs) High fat, low fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's low fat for sure. All right, so based on that, let's determine whether Captain Australia is low fat. Captain Australia is described as a middle-aged father. He fundraises low fat. He also does crime deferment. Hang on. He also tries to deter crime. So hold your horses. Okay. I jumped the gun again. I always do that. (laughs) He patrols the streets of Brisbane in a green and gold suit, of course, because it's Australian colours, and a mask like Captain America. Maybe he's a distant cousin. You've got to be Uh, And he's got an at symbol on his chest. An at symbol. And a Batman style, you know, like at, you know. Yeah, I know, but what the fuck? Like trial by wine at At gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know why, but he has that on his uh, top and he has a Batman-style utility belt. But I I did enjoy the note on the list of this real superhero wiki page that I was reading that said, police have expressed their preference that Captain Australia not intervene in incidents. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with with police on that one. Well, no, actually, tell me how he does intervene with incidents before I make that decision. I think I read that he goes around with a mobile phone and maybe a torch. I'm not sure about that, and or a camera. And he f- and records he films them. people and he rings the police up and he dobs them in. He's yeah. like neighbourhood. There watch. are a few, basically. He's like and there Nell are quite Mangle a few from Neighbours. Yeah. yeah, there are a few super snitches. Lame. In the list. Yes. Lame. Okay. Is that his, is that his crime deterrent? The Nell Mangle superpower. It is. I think it's the filming and. You know, pr- and ringing the police. He's yeah. a dirty voyeur. Yeah. Get he's also him a father of two. He's a, I think he's a father of two, and he had cancer. He had, and he was very sick, and it concerns him that children can also be affected. So he's done a lot of work raising money for. Charity I'm not saying he's not a nice bloke. He's just not a superhero. Lame. He's just used his platform. He's just Lame. used his platform to try no. and do good. Oh, he's used someone else. <laughs> he's used someone else's platform to try to elevate himself. Springboard himself. Just, just do what you do and do it well, but don't pretend that you're a superhero because you run around recording people. Okay. All right. Well, when he's on the low-fat list. There's also a man in Sydney who wears all black. He's got a knife-resistant outfit called, and he calls himself the Black Rat of Sydney. He carries oh a backpack with a – get this. He carries a backpack with a fire blanket and a fire extinguisher, first aid kit and drinking water. Now, I assume he patrols the parts of Sydney that are given to spontaneous combustion, given what he actually carries around with him. He's always waiting for someone to burst into flames. Yeah. Um, but he also campaigns for better street lighting and community involvement in neighbourhoods. See, like, do one thing. Like, I was getting excited because he had a knife-proof suit on. I thought, oh, well. I don't know why he needs it. At if least all he's doing he's... is putting fires out, why isn't he wearing an asbestos suit? And what you know, was like the second bit he's doing? Suit on. <laughs> What's the second Drinking bit he's doing? Drinking water first aid. Drink, no, oh, no, but oh, ca- campaigns for better street lighting. Like, what's the <laughs> Maybe risk? Maybe because he the light oh, well, I think globe because explodes. he wears all black. No, but he's always wearing black, right? So he's walking around and people are knocking into him and he's getting nearly hit by cars because <laughs> there's no street lighting. Maybe he should wear high vis. Is all I'm saying. Okay. I think he should wear a light suit. And then he could just show what better street exactly. lighting would do. Imagine <laughs> the beauty of this place if it was lit up. Yeah, true, nah, true. lame. I, I like, he, he had me a little bit with that knife-proof suit because I thought he was actually going to need it, but no. Nah. I don't think so. Okay, so I bet you didn't know this next fact, that Spider-Man is real. 
And he lives in Correct. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. God, has he got eight legs? Did he completely no, miss he just what like... Spider-Man means? <laughs> no, no, he wears the same outfit as Spider-Man and oh, he calls okay. himself Spider-Man. Right. And he behaves like Spider-Man have, because have, he is Spider-Man. Have Marvel tried to sue him? No, no, I actually, don't believe Marvel or any of these. Let's dobby meme. Yeah. <laughs> <Come> on, <let's laughs> they don't bother. Like, yeah, it's probably a fair point. <laughs> no. He's just advertising. Yeah, look, he never intervenes in crimes, but he keeps an eye out and reports them back to the police. So I think he's super snitch man again. Nell Mangle. Um, and I think that's a new <laughs> Nell Mangle for you. Super snitch man is my new uh, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, I have. I'll put a photo of Nell Mangle up on our social media for, um, yeah, so everyone can see who she is. I did see. Now, he, if anyone would like to check out uh, the real Spider-Man, he yep. has an Insta handle, which is Spider-Man Winnipeg, all one word. And he has lots of photos of him rocking the suit and posing. There's one shot with him that looks like he's scaling down a downpipe. And it's a very dark night when this photo is taken. He's looking directly at the camera. And the eyes on the suit are reflective. And I swear to God, if I had seen that at night, I would have had an absolute heart attack if I'd seen this bizarre person up on a wall with these reflective (laughs) eyes. It was terrifying. Oh, it's Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) (laughs) Look. Oh, it is too. Oh, I didn't see that photo. Oh, sorry about that, Daniel. I've just outed you. Who knows? The whole thing's ridiculous. Is it? Lame then? Are you calling lame? Oh, sorry. Did I just say something that uh, spoke my inner thoughts, which is that I think this yeah. is all nonsense and these people, <laughs> you know, need a new hobby, or it is just a hobby, right? Okay. I think so his crime is being first... an imposter. Well, I don't know which came first. I'm pretty sure not him, but you know, sure. Uh, I don't. I don't like to cast nasturtions on this one, you know. So one of the earliest examples of a real life superhero was California's Richard Allen Pester whose alias was <laughs> Captain Sticky. Hang on a minute. I'm, I'm can, Oh, no, not Captain <laughs> Sticky. God. Also known as Migs. Um, I'm, I'm confused by real-life superhero because they're a real-life person, but they have nothing no, real about though. their they... zero, their superpowers. Oh, I wouldn't say that to them. Yeah, I they would. They believe that they have superpowers, that they are superheroes. They doll up in the outfits well, and they go right. out and they fight crime. I can't wait now. I need, I need to do. hear about Sticky Man's superpower. Captain Sticky. And, and I'm hoping so, it's okay. not what I think it is. <laughs> it's a bit of both. Captain Sticky, starting around 1974, he was clad in a blue jumpsuit with gold lame cape and boots and he drove the Sticky Mobile. And he campaigned against... Well, he was really ahead of his time, though, because he campaigned against abuses in nursing homes. Don't ask me why. Probably his elderly parents were in them because he looks about 50 at this time. Uh, He supplied information on health insurance frauds to authorities and advocated for consumer rights. He He testified before the Federal Trade Commission hearings in 1978 and Congress in 1979 wearing his uniform. (laughs) <laughs> in inverted commas. Oh, Brilliant. But order in the court. You know, yes, a slight uh, fall from grace was in 1986 when he rented his house to a film crew uh, who were shooting a porn, 
and he was arrested. Yes, what? but he is Captain Sticky after all. And Some... he did look a bit like Ron Ron Jeremy, the porn star. You, you know, Carla. the 1970s porn, or she would know. Uh, but yeah, same sort culture. of portly, portly, curly, wildly curly mm. hair. Do you know the, you know, when I did Eileen Warnos and we had a little look at um, her not very effective uh, defence attorney, Steve mm-hmm. something or other. And he, he he looked a bit like him. That was yeah, Captain right. Sticky. Why was he called Captain Sticky? That's what he called himself. Who knows, right? <laughs> Who knows? Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Maybe like me running once. around going. Maybe just oh, stop it. <laughs> Maybe he just said it once and it stuck. I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> I'm, I'm here, here all night. So my particular favourite out of all of them, I, I really do think this person is a hero, is uh, a real-life superhero who operates out of London and his uh, moniker is Angle Grinder Man. And he cuts Does he? clamps off cars. Yes, he cuts cars. Oh, cars yes. Off cars. Yes. Now that's what I call a hero. That's Bloody a oath. vigilante, yeah. but I like it. That's high fat. Yes. That's the thing about that's fat. That's the thing about these that guys is. is some of them are vigilantes and so and yes. and then but they think they're superheroes. So that's kind of, that's kind of that little line. Yeah, about yeah. What He's on the think? Batman think end of, the right? think of the wrong thing. superheroes. Oh, Angle Grinder Man's tops. There are sadly too many superheroes to name. So I'm going to now concentrate on the story of Phoenix Jones. Have you heard All of Phoenix right. Jones? Nope. I have not. To do this research, I've watched a few uh, YouTube programs, done some reading, but I particularly enjoyed the insane world of a real-life superhero, the Phoenix Jones saga, which is available on YouTube. Uh, I also read articles from The Guardian, and I have used a lot of Wiki in this because Wikipedia, sorry, because it um, gives me a good timeline of events. I'm just shocked at how much you've taught me already. That, and incredible. now there actually it's, is it's more to come. It's whole other world. And we're going to get Pacific about it. Oh, we're going to get Pacific. I think I'm going to need some more pirate juice for it, but we're getting more (laughs) Pacific. That's right. Okay, so Phoenix Jones, who was born Benjamin John Francis Fodor, 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 in 1998 in Texas, is an American real-life superhero. Now, Fodor was a daycare centre worker, and I'm not sure if he still does it, uh, and he worked with autistic kids. So before he even donned his first mask, I thought he was doing pretty positive work. So, you know, he and he and he did very much have an outlook of or has an outlook of trying to do the right thing by community and, and be a good person. But for whatever reason, he decided he needed to be a superhero. Yeah. So initially Go Phoenix. <laughs> initially worked, this is what we fact, want. I do know I do know why. His origin story is so piss poor, it's not funny, but I'll get oh, on to it. Okay. Initially wearing a ski mask to intervene in a public assault. Photo later developed a full costume, which cost around ten grand, and adopted <gasps> Phoenix Jones. It absolutely, adopted Phoenix Jones as a pseudonym. From two thousand eleven until its dissolution in two thousand and fourteen, Jones was the leader of the Rain City superhero movement in Seattle, Washington, based on Citizen Patrol, a Citizen Patrol group that described itself as a crime prevention brigade. And yes. They all wore costumes and all had superhero names because they were all superheroes. Um, I wish Phoenix Jones had have just gone with Phoenix. 
Yeah, I don't understand the Jones The Jones bit just Mm. waters it all down. It makes it sound less Mm. legit. Mm, Don't know. Jones says the best way to prevent getting mistaken for a criminal by the police is to wear a super suit. So maybe that does explain why they've got all these uh, jazzy outfits. Although the local police have expressed concern that the strange costumes may lead to emergency calls from citizens who mistake the superheroes for criminals. Joan says that all members of the Rain City superhero movement, I know. Well, I don't know if the local people would see a man dressed in a superhero suit out on a Saturday night intervening in a crime and think that they're a criminal or just think that they were a bit nuts. But either way, they probably might might call the police. (laughs) Or fancy dress party. But I do think, to be fair, (laughs) Superman had moments, as did Batman, where the community thought they were criminals and so didn't like them and then they had to redeem themselves. So it kind of is consistent with superheroes, isn't Fe- it? Phoenix Jones couldn't be more a superhero in terms of the trope of a superhero than Superman or Batman and all those for, for the, exactly that reason. So, so exactly as you say, it's the whole thing and I'll get onto it, but like the media love him, the media hate him. Yeah, you know, we right. Just, we have this exactly the same as in real superheroes. It's not easy being a superhero. It is not easy at all. Can we have said what we should have discussed, and maybe we still should, is if we were a superhero, what would our superpower be? Oh. Maybe yeah, no, absolutely. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I've got to think yeah. about that, though. So you can't just yeah, spring so shit you're... like that on me. Well, no, no, because now <laughs> we can have that discussion at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, so, let me think so we've got a minute it. to think. Oh no no! I've got a bit more to go. I haven't. St- I've only just started the uh, Phoenix Jones story. That's what I'm saying. You've got plenty of time. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I was yep. saying uh, that. my farm yeah. is so. Got a couple calm, of minutes to think about it. You'd think that I drug the yours animals. Because yours is a yours is a gunge farm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the chillest oh. farm ever. <laughs> but the other thing that's important to know is that Joan says that all members of the Rain City superhero movement have a military or mixed arts, sorry, mixed mixed arts, that's me. They're a music or theatre. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> mixed martial arts. I missed I'm, out the important one I'm there. very good at crochet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I'm going to save the world picture. through crochet. <laughs> No, it's oh, a, just a good work when the criminals catch it. You know, criminals mm. came away with something. You go, no, wait. I'll just stop. write it down. No, yeah, no, no, let me frame that picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A bit of interpretive dance. I feel like um, you can have 28 super fast knitters helping Spider-Man shoot knitting webs, but they have to be in a line behind him going really fast knitting. Absolutely. I think there's actually a, a word... There is something, an apparatus you can buy, some kind of net that you throw at criminals to um, stop, or people, to stop them getting away. And uh, I think one of those involves uh, our friend Phoenix Jones. So I'll return to Mr Jones now. Oh, do tell. So they've all got a martial arts background, rather, or military. And remember our mate Tothy, and he was ex-military or something. Not or just. I think actually, I think we actually worked out that he just went to like the reserves or the college like the kids version, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. It was ex security. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> didn't quite pub. get in. Yeah. Um Yeah. So Jones himself is also a mixed martial artist. 
signed to World Series of Fighting, where he has fought at two catchweights, each included fighting his older foster brother, UFC Strike Force, and one championship fighter, Karos Foda. I don't know what, I don't any, know of what any of that means. That meant. Yeah, any, yeah like, no. Basically, it means that what he's What was actually, that middle one? US Strike Force? UFC, isn't that... Oh. That's something. UFC, yeah, Fight Club or Fight... I don't know. Anyway, well, the point is, he get he actually gets paid, I think, in um to go and do like, rubles. No, no, to go and do like uh, demonstration fights, champion champion type fights. He's a boxer right. or martial arts fighter, but he's now, mixed martial arts is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and I think he gets paid to do it. So the point is, he's semi professional in that. So we're talking about a person. When you who, say he's a boxer, do you mean he mean chases I mean, parked cars and has his face squashed in and goes <laughs> and no. licks people a lot? Does have some no. involvement. That with would park be a cars. great superhero. <laughs> he does have some involvement with parked cars, but no, I don't think he chases cars oh, okay. per se, unless they've got a bad person in them and he's giving chase to get that bad person. Right. Now, right. Yes. I spoke earlier about his piss poor origin story, and here it is. Yes. After his son cut himself on broken glass caused by their car being broken into, Jones decided it was necessary to take matters into his own hands. That sounds fair, right. yeah? Right. Yeah, that's a great origin well, story. Yeah. just. It's, it's not I got bit by a nuclear something or other spider. <laughs> that's or right. I'm from another planet, but, you know, it's... My kid got. I can see it. It's, it's a bit more that. Batman style, isn't it? Yeah, I saw my parents get killed. Killed. That's right by a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, my kid cut himself on some broken glass. Kid got cut got by into. a bit of gro- I'm very bit. angry. I'm very angry. Yes. The police are not doing enough. And go back and watch TV. Well, he went on to develop a full costume and pseudonym when his crime-fighting behaviour made him too recognisable. So, you know, I said earlier he started out with just just like a ski mask and that and then people started to work out who he was and so he had to doll himself up into this incredible creature that no one could ever recognise. And, of course, the media lapped all this up and in a CBS News broadcast, Jones is shown entering a back room of an unnamed comic book store in which he changes into costume which consists of a dragon skin brand bulletproof vest and stab plating, <sighs> as well as equipment including a stun baton, pepper spray or tear gas, handcuffs and a first aid kit. I think he needs the first aid kit more often than not, in honesty. I think that's, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of We, we just upped the ante then, didn't the, we? Well, yeah. well, no, you almost watered it down. Like I've got all these things to attack criminals with so I can disarm them. No, I just meant... And then we went, I'm going to get a first aid kit. We went from Captain Australia who carries a phone and a camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then some other guys who've got <laughs> a fire extinguisher and a fire blanket. But this guy's got... Tear gas. Oh, I reckon Phoenix taser. isn't lame yet. Like he's nah. he's he's medium fat at the moment, <laughs> and he still still could go either way. But I like the fact that he's got tear gas and stuff. I wish he could shoot them out of his hands, or you know, like even out of an umbrella, like um, Penguin did. He used to have things that he could shoot out of his umbrella. Out. I think that would be good. He did tell a story at some point early in his uh, superhero career where he used one of these nets I was talking about. I think it's a throwing net or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he got himself caught in it. <laughs> he had the police had to come and get him out of his own net. <laughs> uh, 
That's that's what worries me about him. That he's he's almost there, but mm. like having tear gas. If it's just in the same format that anyone can have tear gas in, and I don't know what that is, then it doesn't feel super. But if it comes out of your umbrella or <laughs> you know a, fl- a flower on your chest or I don't know something different. Yeah, he does it. Um, he just sprays it out of a can. It's not special. Yeah, yeah, like that's just dime a dozen. It's not super, it's normal, but you need to have that other delivery method. Maybe a Pez dispenser. Pez dispenser would work, <laughs> yes. I reckon that would work. So on the on the media thing, there are lots of debate about whether real-life superheroes should be doing the job of local police enforcement. And it was, it was as I said earlier, life imitating art. So you've got all these superhero there... tropes, you've got all these, you know, Marvel and DC comic stories about superheroes and the media villainizing them or saying that they're heroes that's exactly what started to happen to this particular individual is there really lots of debate about whether or not he should be doing oh there was tons yeah 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 there's loads of footage of the local media talking to him talking to others you've got uh, news broadcasters saying what you're doing is ridiculous and then others saying no he's standing up for our rights he's amazing he's doing more than the police it was so fox news it's not funny Although it was CBS I feel, and I feel, others, yeah. I feel like with his um, array of tools on his utility belt, he probably should be fighting or, or doing crowd control at protests and marches. Okay. Because we, we saw one on the weekend and it was pretty lame, but there were people using milk to wash the, t- the capsicum spray out of their eyes and we thought that was pretty cool. People who'd been sprayed brought their own milk or other people came Yeah, 100% because they're used to it. They were just serial protesters who then clearly get a little bit carried away and then get sprayed probably most weekends. And then, it's not a good protest have... if you haven't had to use milk in your no. eyes, eh? No, that's right. You know how um, people have those medieval weekends and they all dress up and do weird-ass things? I feel like these people were professional like protesters laughers. whereby when there wasn't a protest going on, they would go and have practice drills so that, you know, if you got did get sprayed, you know exactly how to handle it without too many tears. Uh, you're probably quite right. You know, terrorists Phoenix do that sort of thing that. too. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> now, I reckon Phoenix would be good at a march like that though. Yeah, Sorry. I think he would. I think he would. We might even get onto that. Now, water finds its own level, doesn't it? And, it does. And Jones later became part of that Rain City superhero movement and he met and married his lovely wife, Purple Rain. And, yes, she's also a superhero, although she's in. And can you actually say her name once or like the song, should you say it, like ten times? (laughs) Oh, when I read it, it was said ten times, so maybe it is exactly like the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple Rain, (laughs) Purple Rain. Yeah, she has subsequently left him. I can't imagine why. And shocked me. But there were there was there was again footage of them on not Doctor Phil, Doctor Drew or some bullshit TV show, and they're talking about their not first day, and they're both there with their costumes and sorry, not with their costumes. Mm. They're there dressed as the superhero people that they are, and I don't know. I, they're there to reveal their true identity. That happens later in July two thousand and eleven. In two thousand and eleven. Yeah, they, he was seen last. Year before last, still doing stuff. So just relax. This story, right? There's plenty. <laughs> 2011, local police recorded 10 citizens patrolling the city in superhero costumes using the names Thorn, Buster Doe, Green Reaper. The Buster Ma- Doe? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> 
the mantis. Oh, is that green? Green, green Reaper? Reaper. Yeah, he's he's not very yeah. good in the garden. Everything he touches just dies. Yeah. yeah, he's not grim. No, the green but Reaper. But he's pretty envious. Yep, <laughs> the mantis, Gemini. Oh, two of them. My favorite. Yeah. No name. <laughs> oh, no name's great. Scabra. Yeah, catastrophe, Thunder eighty eight, <laughs> Penelope. My favourite's catastrophe. I know catastrophe, uh, Thunder eighty eight, Penelope, and Phoenix Jones. And I don't know why, but the wiki doesn't mention Purple Rain at all. But Purple she was definitely Rain. part yeah, of the right. group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another individual using the pseudonym Red Dragon has also claimed to be a member of the group. Wow. Um, Catastrophe I love because I feel like they just run around making mockery of everything. Well, being a henny penny. Oh, my God, we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So in all of this, the press were never very far behind. And it was a great news story. I mean, could you imagine being a local reporter? Just, oh, gold. Like, it is. It's just gold. It sounds like it's straight out of Gotham City. It's so silly. Uh, on Sunday, January the 2nd, 2011, in Linwood, Phoenix Jones stopped and chased away a car thief as the car owner, who identifies himself only as Dan, stood by in shock as Jones ran into action. CBS News introduced Dan and Phoenix Jones to one another the following Monday evening. Dan proceeded to thank Jones numerous times while later talking about Phoenix's gear. He went on about his outfit. A few days later, ABC News aired a news story covering Jones. In this report, footage shows Phoenix Jones preventing an intoxicated man from entering his car. His own car, I believe. Um, Jones threatens... (laughs) Saving him from drink driving. I think so. Jones threatens to use a stun baton as the angry and inebriated man approaches Jones with the intent to fight. In the video, a police officer is shown later talking to Phoenix Jones and his group regarding the effect masks may have on an intoxicated vehicle. Oh, God. An intoxicated individual. (laughs) Sorry. I was going to say... On Saturday, September the 2nd, 2011, in the Belltown neighbourhood of Seattle, Phoenix Jones doused a man with pepper spray after he attempted to steal a bus. The driver of the bus had been handing out flyers when another individual attempted to steal the bus. Jones was reported to have intervened and the hijacker escaped with his skin dyed orange due to the spray. Jones says he didn't receive any help from the Seattle police who took hours to respond to the incident. Yeah, and because he had it all under control. I can see now why the media are saying he should be allowed to. I quite like him so far. Maybe they were busy, the police were busy doing something slightly more important than chasing a wannabe bus thief. So on Sunday, October 9th in 2011 in Seattle, Jones was arrested for his role in an altercation involving pepper spray. Surprise. Close associates who were present and equipped with a video camera surprise, told reporters that Phoenix Jones broke up an unfair fight between two groups of nightclub patrons. However, those involved had an entirely different perception and responding police officers determined that there had been no fight, with one member of the group denying that anyone among them had been fighting. They asked that the masked man be arrested for attacking them. According to one woman who was involved, after an argument had broken out between her group and another, Jones suddenly approached Pep and Pepper sprayed them, saying, Brilliant. I'm a superhero. <laughs> yeah. The no, next, I'm didn't. with him now. The next day, videographer Ryan McNamee uploaded a video online showing Jones responding to what McNamee described as a huge fight. 
McNamee's video shows, and I have seen this, it's very funny, shows uh, just this one woman chasing James away with her shoe. <laughs> like, get out of here! She's like, get And he is, he's just walking, running away from it, like running, you know, walking fast and trying to, like, he's saying, oh, I'm, I'm being calm, but she's whipping him. Jones was released on bail hours later with no charges having been filed. And of course, a few hours earlier that, Jones had come to the defence of a potential fight victim. Police arrived after the aggressors had fled. In their report, the police called it a case of questionable use of pepper spray. But the victim later told the Seattle Times that Jones was indeed a hero who had saved him from a potential beatdown. What was it? Potential what use of pepper spray? Questionable. Questionable use of pepper spray. Does that mean they didn't? They're not sure whether he used it or not. Or it's questionable whether the he use should have of it. Right. He's yeah, running yeah, around right. pepper spraying people willy nilly. I'm loving him. Oh, <laughs> I'm a superhero. I could totally bitch. do this. I'm a superhero. I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even bother dressing up. I just spray people like I'm down in Melbourne. <laughs> people who stand like taking up the whole footpath, like a group of them. I would just totally pepper spray them all. Because I'm sick of saying, excuse me, or, This you is know, a thoroughfare, get off the road. Yeah, I like him. On Sunday, November the 27th, 2011, near the Belltown area, sorry, neighbourhood of Seattle, Phoenix Jones and, and crew followed a man accused of stabbing another man. They prevented the attacker from fleeing until the Seattle police arrived. So, you know, they're, they're doing this kind of hanging on to people. On Tuesday, the 1st of May in 2012, a blogger reported that Phoenix Jones had pepper sprayed black block protesters in downtown Seattle. Here you go. You love a good... What a what, what a black block protesters? Sorry, a black block is a tactic used by protesters who wear black clothing, ski masks, scarves, sunglasses, motorcycle helmets, etc., with padding or other face concealing and face protecting items. It's to hinder criminal prosecution by making it hard. But the thing is, why bother pepper spraying them if they've got masks and and glasses and stuff? He was he was down there pepper spraying people. It's because it's it's the only weapon he's got. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. can taser them. Stop. Yeah, I mean that's probably a bit over the top too. Uh, although he denied it on Twitter, he said he wasn't there. In an interview on the Bob Rivers show on the May 2nd, Phoenix Jones asserted that while undercover with the protesters, several of them revealed to him a plot to bomb the city courthouse. According to Phoenix Jones, really? after telling the police and receiving no support, he and another member of the Rain City superhero movement intercepted the protesters at the courthouse and acted in self-defense as the protesters began throwing began throwing rocks and bottles through the windows and glass doors of the courthouse. Fellow costumed activists El Caballero and Midnight Jack accompanied Phoenix Jones. El Caballero, do they have like El Caballero, chilies? Caballero, Caballero, it's, it's I said Caballero, but I'd say it's no. Caballero. It's C A B A L R O. I don't know. Caballero. I don't speak Spanish. Caballero? Yeah. Caberon. Caberon. Something. <laughs> and then again on November, in November, sorry, in 2012, he hit the headlines again. Oh, I enjoyed this one for engaging in mutual combat. Now, mutual combat. What? Yeah, mu- this is interesting. Mutual combat is legal. In Washington, where two individuals intentionally and consensually engage in a fair fight, so while not hurting bystanders, like when or they anyone say, else. if if before they start fighting, they both say "game on, mole," <laughs> then start fighting. That's okay. Yes, 
If you if you are mutually engaging, if now, you both say it, not one of them. Yeah. Yes, but the interesting thing about why he hit the headlines on this is because he's an. Remember, I told you he was an MMA fighter. He's a mixed martial arts fighter. Yeah. And he was fighting with some drunk guy. And so the whole thing about yeah. mutual com- combat is it's meant to be a fair fight with match partners and they're consenting. So you've got one bloke who can't swing a punch because he's pissed as a newt and then you've got another actually semi-professional fighter. But so how do either of you know that it's a fair fight until you start fighting? And then it's too late. Well, why did he even start fighting? He's picking fights. Like David, know, right? David He's beats Goliath. He's going around picking fights, Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that because there are so many people who need it. I haven't heard anything he's done wrong yet. <laughs> All right. Hey, drunk guy. Game on, mole. Bang. Well, there's another one. He, he he actually did some good stuff here. Uh, he prevented a man from being stabbed by holding off a group of men until the police arrived. Um, deputised to hold the superhero's backpack was amateur hour host and This American Life contributor Jack Hitt, to whom Phoenix later jo- Phoenix Jones later jokingly gave the superhero moniker Blue Corduroy. where do they come up with these i'm guessing he was wearing a lot of blue corduroy i'm blue corduroy yeah i've caught my time machine here from the 70s (laughs) it's not brown it's not poo brown corduroy yeah (laughs) in september 2015 in seattle washington jones spotted three men pistol whipping another man and after alerting police charged the man holding the gun and knocked it out of his hand the three were arrested for assault with one being charged with possession of a firearm by a felon. And then Brilliant. another time he did try to help the authorities in talking the man, the, the man in tree down. So some bloke <laughs> climbed an 80-foot sequoia, uh, but the police rejected the offer. No, no, we're good, thanks. We're good, thanks, Phoenix. We don't need your yeah. help. No, seriously, please don't taser him. I know he needs it, but no. <laughs> Jones, going back to your thing about protesting, Jones was seen patrolling the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in 2020, and that is a reference to people protesting around Black Lives Matters. I think now a superhero. He wasn't okay with that. It was all right with it. I think it was just picking fights. No, it wasn't picking fights. I think it was looking for an opportunity to step in should something. Be going I reckon he was watching the looking way. for inappropriate police behaviour. Possibly. His, his greatest complaint from what I can tell about the police is that they don't act on things or they're not around. They're too slow. It's, yeah, I don't believe he's complained that they're Whereas violent he's towards everywhere. him. He does seem to get around. And I do mention it later, but remember our mate Tothian who got one girl out of a freezing river and walked two yeah. girls home and thinks he's a superhero? I mean, this guy yeah. has actually put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. He's high fat. Uh, he is high fat. He's a superhero. Yeah. I think he's, as far as super, real life superheroes go, he is high fat. Now, he has also sustained some injuries. So he's not, what's the word I'm looking for? Indestructible or, you know, he's not like a yeah. Superman who can't be hurt. He has been stabbed, I think, more than once. He had. Sounds appropriate. He was shot, but his ballistics vest seemed to have stopped him having a really serious uh, problem. He's been beaten. He's had his nose broken. And I'm not surprising because he runs around looking for. I'm not surprising. I'm not surprised he runs around looking for fights, from what I can tell. So, you know. It's just it's just a high risk job. It's all in a day of being a superhero. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and what do the police and local authorities think of him? 
because I can tell you the Seattle city attorney, Pete Holmes, has called Jones a deeply misguided individual <laughs> uh, on, in October 2011. In what way? Yeah, I know, I just can't imagine. <laughs> Uh, Jones was arrested. Specifically, you mean by that? <laughs> Jones was arrested for investigation of assault after using pe- pepper spray to bake. A- after using pepper spray, was- he. This is one before, right? So no charges. He got he was bailed. arrested for investigation of assault. Yeah, it's badly written. What? Oh, so he's arrested whilst they investigated a charge of whether assault. Whether he assaulted someone. But, yeah, right. with his favourite yes. tool, pepper spray. This is that fight I was talking about earlier, where they said. Arrest yeah, the yeah. costume superhero man. He attacked us. He um yeah. he ran up to them and pepper sprayed a group of people, believing them to be engaging in a fight. Um, I also no, he's heard, just been victimised. Then, well, I don't think he'd like this because I thought I heard also that those people said they weren't even fighting; they were just dancing in the street. And he ran up and pepper sprayed them. I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero, oh, right? Yes. So you know, I don't think that's cool. But if they were dancing badly, that's worth pepper spraying. Uh, he did. I, I don't see. I agree. It's not the dancing police. I don't think that's what he's out to be. He is a well, deeply misguided well, It depends. <laughs> yeah, it's a good good question. Was it boot scooting? Could have been. No amount of pepper spray could so, I'm not sure he's misguided yet. I'm yet to hear that. All right. So he uh, posted $3,800 in bail. No charges were filed and he left them. That was all dropped. Then he went back to court wearing a black and grey striped shirt over his super suit on October the 13th, 2011. A court officer That's asked... Misguided. A court officer asked Jones to remove his mask and he complied, putting the mask back on after the hearing. Jones then spoke with reporters and removed his mask again <gasps> to reveal his identity as Ben Foda. Oh, Foda stated ben, ben, ben. that he would continue patrolling the city, but he let everyone know who he was. He said... That's a mistake. I will continue to patrol with my team, probably tonight. In addition to being Phoenix Jones, I'm also Ben Foda, father and brother. I'm just like everybody else. The only difference is that I try to stop crime in my neighbourhood and everywhere else. He's <laughs> I just think, put his brother and his son in the hot seat. I think I have to look forward. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think I have to look forward to look towards the future and see what I can do to help the city. So this next bit is from grunge.com. Phoenix Jones did not remain retired from the public eye for very long. On January the 28th, 2020, the Seattle Times revealed that Benjamin Foda, the man who dressed up as a superhero to stop drug drug dealing from happening in Seattle, was a drug dealer. The two confidential witnesses... Oh, no. Twist. Oh, I was just thinking we need to get him on and do an episode with him and then you've come and said (laughs) that. I reckon he he probably would anyway. Yeah, but now I don't want him. Two confidential witnesses who told the Seattle, Seattle detectives that they were shocked he hadn't been caught yet. Even more recently, he became vocal during the protests that arose from the murder of George Floyd and the creation of the Autonomous Zone in Seattle. MyNorthwest.com reported that Phoenix Jones was out of retirement. As a black superhero and someone who believed that, in his words, Black Lives Matter is a good idea that needs to be pushed in America, Jones nonetheless felt conflicted about the Autonomous Zone. 
Black Lives Matter, obviously, everyone agrees with that. But there's a lot of other stuff in there that's kind of weird. And then there's the Antifa angle and all these other different things. But no matter what that is, taking over six city blocks is just illegal. So he's anti the protesting bit, I think, by saying you've taken Is that it. what the autonomous zone is? I think it is. I think it's a, it's a Black Lives Matter protest that obviously took this section of the city over for a period of time to make the point. And he's saying you shouldn't be doing that, even though I agree in the Black Lives Matter movement itself. Then he says, perhaps due to such ambivalence, the zone refused. In KUOW's reporting to allow superheroes in the zone, Jones' capitalised response on Twitter was, so in capitals, shouting, now it's no longer a free zone. First no police, then no whites, and finally no superheroes? Give it a break. I patrol where people need me to be. Jones out. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like a friend of ours that we used to work at Foxtel with. (laughs) So it looks like the fame and infamy of his actions have ultimately been his undoing. And as I said earlier, but unlike our mate Tothian and even, what was his name, Shadow Vision, this guy has actually been very active and he actually has helped some people not take a beating, uh, you know, uh, caught some villains along the way. I'm impressed with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is much closer to a superhero than I thought you were going to bring to us today after yeah. the um, earlier ones. I told you, he really is a bit he's, of a superhero. I told you, superheroes are real. He's brave, but it, so he, the, I don't the, think the, I said that. The but... problem is if, if, there isn't, <laughs> if there isn't a bad person around, he'll make one up is the or he'll push a borderline on someone it's evil is in the eye of the beholder (laughs) isn't that what they say so with clarky you're not bad enough pow come on 100 percent come on do a little bit of what was it called mutual combat or something fairness to him though he only uses stray etc you know when everybody else is shooting guns at at the drop of I don't hand. hear of a single tasering incident in all of that, which is a little bit disappointing. I'm not sure well, I think to walk around with. Uh, he had one in his utility belt. I mm. wonder whether yeah, he did, but I wonder whether or not the reason we don't hear about any, any tasering is that after failing with the net, he was a bit worried about maybe tasering himself. <laughs> or, or maybe he did yeah, actually taser himself, 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 taser himself the first couple of times he tried to get yeah. it out quickly. <laughs> Yeah, and I think also the pepper spray probably incapacitates. It, it's probably less of a risk of killing someone. I, I wonder whether or not yeah. you'd be worried about the risk of well, killing maybe, someone. Yeah, yeah. Public liability. Um, yeah, I, I think he's he's in the wrong game if he's dressed as a superhero with a taser on his utility belt and he's worried about killing people with it. Don't have it. Get an extra can of capsicum, of capsicum yeah. spray. Capsicum pepper spray. spray. <laughs> I know, right? I got it all the too Pepsi confused. Pepsi Max and then. Capsicum. Pepsicum. Yeah, yeah. It's a new flavour. <laughs> drink here, drink this. <laughs> It'll make your eyes water. In a good way. Oh, Zero goodness. sugar, maximum taste. <laughs> we covered earlier today that you don't believe that people doing charity work are actual superheroes. Um, okay. Correct. Though, 100%. But there are lots of organisations for superheroes if you are now thinking this could be a late career change. Uh, unfortunately, you'd also have to move to the US because I couldn't find any in Australia unless you want to create your own. We could set up an Australian branch of. We could do a cert <laughs> three in superheroism. Um, we could definitely. Is a female superhero called a superheroine? No, they just call them superheroes too, yeah. That's good because superheroine 
has not a good excellent thing. heroin. Other it's the best heroin you've ever yeah. had. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, no, it's, it's a superhero. Yeah. So as I said, lots of them. There was a group of real life superheroes that, from all over the United States that called themselves Superheroes Anonymous who held their first meeting near Times Square in New York City on October the 28th, 2007. And I enjoyed this because they also brought... A, was a, No Name the only one who was there? No, no, a whole bunch of people. Because it was anonymous. Anonymous, but they brought them with them a filming... A, uh, sorry, they brought with them a film crew to do a documentary and they gave a media, they oh. gave interviews to new me, news media. So I'm not feeling that they were particularly anonymous. Not very anonymous. And you'll enjoy this because you'll think this is real superheroing in the works. Their activities included cleaning up litter, helping the homeless and handing lame, out lame. handing out crime prevention materials and I don't think they meant oh, cans of pepper spray. That's just annoying. That's not lame. That's not superheroism. It's like when someone wants to wash your windscreen at the traffic lights and you give Get them a dollar or it. two. Like oh. fuck off, mate. Well, I think there are real car. life heroes, people who fix my sewer at thirty in thirty eight degree heat for three days because I don't want to have to dig eight meters down. He was a hero, that plumber. Yeah. But anyway, I wouldn't call him a superhero. Didn't charge you for it either, did he? I just call him a hero. I wouldn't call him a superhero. That's the difference. Fucking expensive. And his outfit. Superman was wouldn't. Not, he just wore shorts and you know, like hard yakka shorts and a t shirt. He did not put in the effort with the with the rubber suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not Superman doesn't charge you. So if he charged you, he's not a superhero. He's just a hard worker. He's just a hero. I've got a whole list of these various ones, which I can't be bothered going into, but there was one I wanted to talk about. KSTP TV reported on Razorhawk, Geist, and the Great Lakes Hero Guild. While they patrolled Minneapolis, the segment was rebroadcast nationally on ABC Overnight News. There's this Extreme Justice League, which was founded by Mr. Extreme, spelled X-T-R-E-M-E. And he regularly... would just spell it if you're a superhero? Wouldn't put an E in front of it, that's for sure. Uh, Regularly patrols San Diego. Again, they look after homeless outreach, safety patrols and attempting to de-escalate fights. They are a registered non-profit and they work with local community and the police and have featured in several news stories. Now, I just mentioned Geist, so the whole reason I went through that a little bit was to talk about this dude, Geist. Now, he stood out to me because when we were looking at our old mate Tothian, Tothian had a big bitch about Geist on his blog. And like others, Geist, if you really want to look him up, he's got Facebook pages and YouTube vids about himself, etc., He's described um, about starting his real-life superhero journey on April the 6th, 2007. He sold off his comic book collection (laughs) to assist in funding the (laughs) transformation. (laughs) He's known for working alongside many other real-life superheroes and organisations. But Tothian says he's deluded. He, He says that Geist goes around accusing other superheroes of being federal agents. But here's what Geist says. We're basically normal people who just find an unusual way to do something good. Once you get suited up, you're a hero and you've got to act like one. Hmm, wise words. Really? He also says, we wear tights so you won't have to. (laughs) 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 I started to read a book by a bloke called Mark McMullen, where he interviews Geis and some other of these dudes and he rides around with him. But then I remembered I had better things to do with my life. 
he and Tozian had an account an encounter. Now I'm gonna this is pretty much wrapping this uh, story up for you, but I when I read this, I could not help but read homoerotic overtones in this whole next passage. <laughs> what? Tell me what you think. Okay. This is this is Tothian talking about when he met Geist. So anyway, we meet in New York City on Sunday, October 28th, 2007. According to my superhuman memory, we met at approximately 1248 around the corner of 48th Street and 7th Avenue. We had the most fun day. We helped out some homeless people, which is not usually my main duty as Tothian, as I am a warrior. But they were there and needed help and we had the means, so hey, why not? At the end of the day, I said, hey, guys, you think we should ask those ladies if they want to go drinking with us? I thought he was going to say something like, no, man, that sounds fun, but I'm a married man. But he was like, yeah, man, sure. So I got up to them and I, I go up to them and I say, hey, would you ladies like to go drinking with us? And they were like, sure. But then life overheard. I don't know who life is, if it's a yeah, metaphor me or a person. Life overheard and was like, all right, get the cameras. So we all went there and drank and talked and had fun. After everyone left, it was just Geist and me. As we left, years later, we would debate whether it was a patrol or not. He said, if he drinks, he's not on patrol. If I saw something going on, I would do what I felt I should do. And you want to know why? Because I'm Tothian. So he's like, so where are you headed? I told him I'd get on the next train home. He said, well, my hotel has an extra bed if you want to crash there for the night. Mm. I'm like, you don't mind? He smiles and says, no, I don't mind. So I'm like, cool. We get pizza and back at his hotel room and I use, that's what it said, and I use bathroom, not the bathroom, just I use bathroom. I use bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I come out. And he's nervously standing there. Tothian, please don't be mad. You dropped... You dropped the soap? <laughs> you dropped your military ID and I looked at it. But here's mine. <laughs> so he hands me mine and his and I memorised his because unlike many of my former friends who became enemies, I have respect and mercy to an extent. Not for my always enemies but for my former friends who became enemies. So I won't be... My always enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be posting his name or address here at this time, but I do know it. Anyway, he asked, so you're not mad? I laughed. I was like, no, I'm not mad. And he was relieved. Next day... Next minute. I feel like there's a lot left out of what happened in the, the, the subsequent yeah, 12 yeah, hours. Yeah. Next day, we both leave and we head home. I checked Heroes Network Forum and he sent me a message, subject title, something like, hey, how are you, bud? I was so happy to hear from him. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help but read this as a budding romance. But anyway, but when I opened the email, it was an eerily long email accusing me of being a fed. I thought this must have to be a joke. But the more I read, the more the idea of it being a joke seemed to slowly diminished. 
diminished, sorry. I was amused and flattered. I mean, many people in life think I give off a secret agent vibe. It's a superhero thing. Anyway, I'm not making oh, this no. up. He's a wanker. He's such a whack job. Anyway, last last paragraph. February 2010, Ghost against me for wrecking a forum I created but was nice enough to let someone else run temporarily, but he didn't turn against them for doing it to me in June 2008 when I ran it. His excuse was... It's not fair. His excuse was, oh, well, that was different. He was right, but in the wrong way. The huge difference is that those who did it to me made me think everything was fine until after they did it. And I forgave them. And 2007 and 2008 were happy fun years in the superhero community. But 2009 and 2010 were horrible years. The Heroes Network was run by Zimmer, who was basically the antichrist of the superhero community. When he ran the Heroes Network, it was no longer a happy fun place anymore. People were constantly being threatened by the moderators like Zero, the diagnosed sociopath, for example. And yet... That went entirely ignored by the admin and other moderators. Constant slander. It was horrible. I had to leave my own creation. And unlike the deceptiveness I had to deal with, I let them know if the threats and slander did not stop, I shut down my creation. Solaris, one moderator, did help me though. Anyway, they didn't forgive me though. My action was justified. Theirs was not. But the idea is Geist was being hypocritical and for a while after that called me his frenemy. Okay, whatever. His frenemy. Oh, I've heard it all. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's about that time you realise that real-life superheroes have the actual IQ of an eight-year-old. Well, this is when, like, well, what? except for our mate. because we, Not we, fair. And they, and they ruined it. They spoiled it first and then I didn't nah. do it. Wow. Anyway, talk about the pot calling the kettle deluded Tothian. It does seem to me that the world of superheroes is akin to a toxic high school experience. So much bitching in public forums. So there you go. (laughs) You have a potted view on the world of real superheroes. Do you, the big question here is, and I know you have the question about what would our superhero powers be, but do you feel safer knowing that these people are out there patrolling the mean streets of the world? Absolutely not. No, I feel like I should be medicated in a psychiatric ward. <laughs> oh, isn't that a cracker? Apart from I told you that pepper was spray man. Oh, I know you love you. You do you like a bit of Phoenix Jones, don't you? Oh, I reckon. Yeah, no. But I wish if I was to um, reinvent him from scratch, he would have eight arms. Like, um, what's that Indian goddess who has? Oh, um... eight Medusa? No. No, she's the. I know who you mean, Rick. but I can't think of. Is she the one of war? God of goddess of war, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she has like eight arms or six arms or something. She's and I feel like arms. he should yeah. have that, but with pepper spray in each hand. In fact, not even have hands, just have pepper spray outlets. <laughs> and he can just run around going, <laughs> yeah. You know, be great in the crowd. Shit dancing, almost gonna fight. Some other superhero runs up behind him with the same eight arms, but instead, milk. Of, yeah, milk, milk and yogurt to <laughs> pull them all yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, every superhero is an arch enemy. That's it. And and yeah. and your Phoenix Jones's arch enemy is, I don't know, milkmaid. Milkman. I, yeah, milkman. <laughs> We've got to come up with something better than milkman. But um, what's what's that lady's name? Kalise. 
La 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 la. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Brings all the boys to the yard. It's better than yours. It's better than yours. That's what she would play while she fought him. Da 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 da. He'd be spraying capsicum. She'd be going, "My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard." The eyes are hurting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Back to your question earlier, what superhero power would you go for if you could have one? And I still haven't given it well, thought because I was too busy enjoying it. Given that Toby it's my question, I think you should answer first. Oh, shh. I was trying to stall for time still. Um, I think I'd have a few and I'd have to probably rate them. I think they'd have to be like a, a test so that you could go, you know, I've, all, I've got all of these superpowers, um, but which ones are actually super? Because I could totally eat up. You know, like a 250, oh no, the 175 gram packs of chips now. Oh, so we're talking um, about things that we do that we're going to call a superpower as opposed to a real superpower. What? Isn't that what we've been talking about for the last hour? Okay, just checking. I'm glad that I've clarified because it'd be really embarrassing <laughs> if I said, oh, x ray vision would be great. You'd be like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> what the weirdo. Fuck? <laughs> but but it's weird, I just have to upskirt. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm like more looking at, but I don't even know why x-ray vision would be good. It was just an example of something someone would call one. Yeah, so like totally eat a big packet of chips. You know, when I, when I come home from work, I could do with a handful of chips and then all of a sudden the whole packet's gone. That's a real one. Well, I definitely think I have a real superpower in... Uh... <laughs> oh, you're not going to mention that one. Your magic pussy? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, oh. I was... No, because I think everyone's misunderstood <laughs> the, what the magic pussy is. The magic pussy is an ugly person managing to get laid a lot. I'm not ugly. <laughs> Do you mind? Anyway. I don't get you. laid a lot. Oh, enough. <laughs> anyway. Enough. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm nearly yeah. 48. I'm 48 this week. You know, that'll do. No, I was thinking more about my singing and I was saying to Tony the other day because I was, I was walking the dog and it was getting dark and I thought, you know how they say if you get attacked, don't yell out um, rape or help or yell out fire. Or, attacked. Or, or you yell out fire yeah. or something like that. And I was like, and, and really you shouldn't scream either because if you were screaming, you'll lose your voice really quickly. So I was like, I'll be like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's my superpower. Yeah, nice. I like it. <laughs> I had to turn away yes. from the mic so I didn't completely deafen you then. <laughs> so you, you can crack glasses. Your superpower could be if you could. I can't actually do that. I don't have I that ability. just but talking yeah. for the show. Right. Um, <laughs> Content. Yeah. <but>, um... <laughs> If you could move it from glasses to testicles, you could stop any male oh, bad yeah. person. Boom. Oh, You've got to be able to that control really cool. that because you don't want to do that to every male in a like no, five On a bus, for yeah. instance. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You would have to be targeted with it. Absolutely, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. you know, it's like Peter Parker's uncle did say with, um, with extreme power or something comes. power comes uh, extreme responsibility. I'm the kind of person who That's just flies a bit cross. Watch those testes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do it to every man in a 10-metre radius. I won't go too crazy. Fuck the patriarchy. You'd be a woman's movement superhero <laughs> for sure. No. <laughs> only, only the really radical feminists. And I, I don't even, I find that all too radical. But, yeah. Um, so yours is eating chips, drinking wine, negotiating. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's drinking fair. wine, um, negotiating. Oh, mate, I think Stuart means being offensive. 
Yeah, I wasn't going to be that rude Negotiating. though. Negotiating. Yeah. That yeah. Would, I can that imagine wouldn't be them calling you. Power. That would be like. I can imagine them calling you. There's a, there's Hang a, on a minute. I've got it. There's a person holding someone ransom, holding them with a gun, and, and they call in Clarkie to do the negotiation. What yeah, do you want, yeah. you fucking idiot? Come out here. <laughs> we, we were even in um, a training thing at work today and I had to listen to a grumpy customer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, anyway, so what do you need? And um, we had to do a wind-up at the end and the bloke who was running it said, uh, I was looking for a little bit more empathy. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I do this every day and I don't really have time for you to wow-wow. So what do you really want? And then I'll go and make that happen. Well, I think the interesting thing about saying I was looking for empathy is so what? If I feel sorry for yeah. you but I still can't do anything for you, who gives a shit if I empathise with you or not? Yeah, that's right. If you just want to wow-wow, <laughs> zero value. someone else. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, you were looking for a bit more of my time so that you could just say shit that I've got no control over. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll just pop you on hold. Maybe. Just talk on talk into my yeah. voicemail. I'll get back to that. That's right. <laughs> I'm just going to pop you through to Pizza Hut. Is it, so what Paul, was it? We, we, we've had a 30-something year career of customer service. Can you tell? <laughs> through the doors. Yeah, I'll just pop you on hold. Are our superpowers got to be effective in crime? No. 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 Oh, just anything. Right. See, I'm not the only slow, I, I, slow I know. on the uptaker. No, well, I know how effective eating a bag of chips is. Uh, <laughs> it's <but>, crime. <laughs> yeah, so I understand your confusion. But no, they don't have to be. <laughs> That's a hard one. All super, other superpower is getting people to resign. Oh, I'm good at oh, that. That, yeah, that, that is a be, good power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's no, that's really power. good. You need to use yeah, your power yeah, for good, not evil. Correct. People say you've got to do this and you've got to do that and blah, 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 and you've got to have a paper trail. I'm like, no, no. Let's just have a little sit down and chat. <laughs> and then they're gone. It's great. Oh, that's probably another special power. Making people cry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, I, I have uh, fallen victim to that power of yours in the past. Yes, I agree. That is... if, if that was a way to stop a stabbing, that would be a very useful power, Tony. <laughs> I, think, I think your ability to make people cry, well, I'm just speaking from my personal experience, is generally also uh, helped by the amount of alcohol we've consumed prior to the moment where you make me cry. I, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't I, happen I, like fact, within the first just, five minutes of a catch-up. <laughs> no, it's just coincidental that I happen to be talking at the time you drank so much that you needed to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what would yours be? I, I think it would be the um, inverse of... Of something I'd, oh, I'd have much. right now. <laughs> it's quite good at it. Like I've a short tongue. What did you? Oh, <laughs> right. Cunnilingus. Yeah. Right. Oh, how do you think he got throat cancer? Too much cunnilingus. Cunning linguist. Yes, he's a very good at language, aren't you? <laughs> good chat. Good chat. Good job. Yeah. Um, what about yours? Uh, no, I've been good chat. I reckon you could patience <laughs> things to death. Patience things. Yeah. Oh, very, very yes. patience. Endless amount of patience. Far too much patience. Oh. Yeah, that is absolutely. You true. could, you you also have an incredible ability to save a vomiting drunk. We've oh, all yeah. witnessed that. Yep. Yep. That's also a very good. Many occasions, two people on the podcast as we speak. Tony's Brilliant. never spewed up with you, has he? <laughs> Me. I know it was a joke. Oh, and 
Oh yeah, no, we've already. And on the same night, you two. Yeah, yeah and look, incident and not only did you, you know, well, we didn't save the curry plant, but, you know, you, you hydrated <laughs> me and helped me out, but yeah. you also washed my clothes because I'd spewed all over yeah. them and put me to bed. That is yeah. a superpower. It was incredible. Yeah. That's a real superpower. Yeah. Better Just than fundraising. Sweetest, well, it is better than fundraising. No, that's a superhero. It was thing. Oh, a superpower. That's a that superhero. To wake up the next hero. day yeah. wanting to die and mortified and knowing that your vomity clothes were already washed. It was special. Washed. But I think, Tony, it becomes a superpower when he's been drinking as much as we have and he can still do all of that. <laughs> and, and clean up vomit. I don't it's have not this. like he's sober. Do I don't go out in sympathy. Yeah. Yes, it is a superpower. I think you two both also have a superpower in your ability to remember the lyrics of almost every song you've oh. ever heard and sing them loudly for 17 hours with your microphones at the back of your back place. Room. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my story about superheroes and um, I don't know if I feel like the world is a safer place. I hope that the superheroes out there look after themselves and don't put themselves or other people in danger if they are insisting on being vigilantes. And I hope that they yes. don't get in the way of police because police actually do have an important job to do and uh, they're actually trained also as to what they're supposed to do. Correct. Also, correct. Yeah. That's my little Although, PSA. Thank you very much, guys. That was amusing and uh, miss you already. Already. Up, up and away. Hey. <laughs> oh god oh, bye bye <laughs> thanks for listening to trial by wine you can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com please rate review and subscribe to trial by wine on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you'd like to support us you can become a patron at www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.